On this week's edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we take a look at a relatively new addition to Alberta's academy scene and a chat with one of the province's top college talents. Welcome to another edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. On this week's episode, we'll chat with one of the top pitching talents in this province who has actually made the Canadian Baseball Network's list of top 15 draft-eligible talents. Jackson Wark will join us in just a few minutes. But we start with the latest installment of our 1 through 9 Academy profiles. Vimy Ridge Baseball Academy has only been going for a couple of years now and might be best known for the non-baseball talents that have come through, like current Philadelphia Flyers netminder Carter Hart and figure skater Caitlin Osmond. But that doesn't mean they don't have big aspirations on the diamond. You've read the profile on albertadugoutstories.com. Now let's meet program director Drew Boyer. Hey Drew, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Give us a little bit of a history lesson on Vimy Ridge. When did it come to be? And and talk about the baseball program and when it started up. Yeah, so the baseball program started up in 2016, 2017. Um, so we're in our third year now. Um, uh, things are going well with the academy. We got a really good group of kids this year. Um, they're really eager to learn. Um, but as far as Vimy Ridge itself, the the um the school's been running programs since i believe 96 and it started out as a as a hockey school and so uh they originally started out with hockey then they grew into lacrosse and sport fits outdoor pursuits and now baseball um so we do run five programs at the school through the academic athletic development and we operate five days a week um, we got some great facilities for our kids to uh, work on their athletic abilities, um, new fitness center, two new gyms, and um, uh, aside from that, uh, off, our off-campus facilities are great use. We got um, the batting cages, which we use, and the turf training center, uh, which is a 46,000-square-foot all-turf um, training facility. It, when it comes to sort of the the aspirations and the goals of of what you guys are trying to do with the with the kids in particular, uh, give us a little bit of an idea or a snapshot into what your expectations of it are of the kids and and what they're going through on a day to day basis uh, with the baseball program. Um, we got a wide range of um, athletic abilities. We got we got kids that are. Um, some are playing house league, some are playing double A, some are playing triple A. At the end of the day, not all the kids are looking to go and play college baseball. A lot of them are here just to develop their skills and be a part of a team and a program, and they just want to grow. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we want to create better athletes on the field and better people off the field. They just want to be successful in everyday life. And if if their goal is to make a triple-A team, that's great. And I'm here to help support that and help them achieve their dreams, achieve their goals. If their dream is to go out and be a college baseball player, absolutely, I'm there for that. And I want to help them achieve that too. 
That's one of the the unique parts of Vimy is as reading through the profile and and going through the website and that is and you mentioned it off the top is this isn't just a baseball program like you see with Dogs Academy or Prospects Academy or or Vauxhall or any of these other ones is that you guys are all encompassing. I mean, you look at Carter Hart as one of your uh, one of your your alums. I mean, this is this is a different kind of a program in that you are sort of showing off the different aspects of the different sports yeah we have like i said we have a wide range of sports that um kids can come here for and develop their talents and like you said carter hart um one of our bigger alums and caitlin osmond um gold medalist figure skater uh this past winter olympics um so we do have um some really talented athletes coming through the programs and it's great to see and one of those things too, I think that as I've I've talked to different people in in the sports community over the last few years is there there's been a, especially in the hockey world there's a sense of hey you need to specialize and you need to to go all in twenty four seven on a sport but when you give uh, all the different athletes uh, some exposure to different sports maybe it opens their eyes to what else might be out there or gives them a new perspective on on the different sports that they're taking part in. Yeah, and that's the great thing about our program is that, um, yeah, they're they're focusing on one sport, but it's not just about focusing on that one sport. We do let them, we do integrate our our phys ed class into our program, and so they are getting the opportunity to try out um, hockey. They do get to try out lacrosse. Um, they do get to play dodgeball from time to time, and they are developing a sense of being more athletic and trying these other sports out. Is that something that you, it becomes a bit of a challenge maybe for you in a sense, is that you're as a baseball guy, you're trying to expose maybe some uh, non-baseball athletes to the baseball world. Oh no, it's, it's exciting. Um, being able to get um, different kids, the exposure to baseball and kind of show them how we do things and, how the game works it goes hand in hand with the other academies too being able to um show our baseball guys how to play lacrosse how to play how to play basketball how to play hockey all that sort of thing give us a little bit of background on yourself i mean you're you've been involved in the baseball world for a while now how did you get into it and and what brought you to vimy yeah so this is my 11th year of coaching um Started off in the SEBA program. I was there for five years, um, kind of bounced around, moving from Red Deer to Fort Mac, and now I'm back in Edmonton. And Mark Randall, who originally started the program, he called me up uh, in 2016, and he found out I was back in Edmonton and just asked if I wanted to be a part of the Vimy Ridge Academy, and I was all for it and just really glad to be here and be able to uh, work with a good crop of kids that want to grow. What does it mean to you to be able to, uh, I'll call it give back, and I know a lot of people say it's not really giving back, but it's still a community that's near and dear to your heart in terms of baseball. And What does it mean to you to be able to give back and, and, and provide that outlet for kids to have a bit of a, or look to maybe uh, improve on their baseball skills? Oh, it's amazing to be able to give back and help these kids achieve their goals and their dreams. Um, for me... Um, I started out at the St. Effects Academy the first year in 2005, and 
really for me the the academy system helped me become a better baseball player and it helped me move on to play college baseball and so being in the situation i am now the ability to give back and be a part of an academy and do the same things that i got as an academy student athlete and help these kids um get to where they want to be it's it's really great to be a part of one of the questions that I ask all the academies in these uh, in these profiles is, what defines success to uh, Vimy Ridge when it comes to the students? Like I said, our motto is to create better athletes on the field and better people off the field. Our success is really determined by what the student athlete is going to take away from being in our academy. And again, not everybody's going to move on to play college baseball, and that's completely okay. As long as uh, each student comes strong work ethic, strong work ethic, sorry, on the field and in their classroom, and they have a commitment to improving themselves in everyday life, that's all that we ask, and they'll give themselves every opportunity to be successful if they do that. What do you see as the future of Vimy Ridge and the baseball program? What What are you guys hoping to maybe uh, improve upon, or things that you'd like to to see develop over the the years to come? So the biggest thing we want to improve upon uh, going forward is growing the academy right now we're sitting at um, between i'd say i think we're sitting around 17 students and next year i hope to be around 25 to 30. so from a number standpoint we definitely want to grow each year but the biggest thing is that we do want to get started playing games uh, all these other academies oak tokes vauxhall prospects they're all playing games right now and that's what we need to get to is um, being able to get our guys playing games, being competitive, and so opening a door for them by playing these games, I think they'll um, they'll grow. Um, more people, more kids will want to be be involved in this academy that way. So going forward, hopefully next year, that's the game plan is to get some games going, some exhibition games, and as long as our numbers get up, we'll be there. Drew, I appreciate the insight and the background into Vimy Ridge Academy and all the best in, in your guys' future aspirations there. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. With Christmas behind us, it's starting to get busier in the baseball world. Not only are pitchers and catchers reporting in just a couple of weeks, but the college baseball season stateside is about to get going as well. A lot of eyes have turned on to who might be draft eligible this summer and who from this province might follow in last year's footsteps of Eric Sabrowski and Laron Smith. St. Albert's Jackson Wark is listed as the 13th best Canadian prospect according to the Canadian Baseball Network's latest rankings. The 6'6", 220-pound hurler is no stranger to the draft, though, having been taken in the 30th round by the New York Mets back in 2015. We talked about that, as well as his aspirations this semester at St. Louis University. Jackson, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Let's talk about, first off, how you got into baseball in the first place, because this is a, a province that isn't exactly that well known for baseball. It's all hockey. It's all football, that kind of thing. And yet here you are succeeding at a baseball level. So what got you started in the first place? I guess my dad, he's a, he's a big sports fan in general. I think he really likes baseball. So I, um, <clears throat> he would always force me to go to camps when I was really young. Um, to be honest, I, I didn't like it at first. Um, that's not to say I don't love it now, but, uh, 
he was the one who stuck me with it. And, it, and I wasn't really uh, the most athletic kid growing up. I was pretty lanky and, and long and uncoordinated. So I could throw a baseball and uh, wasn't that great at much else. So I, I ended up uh, getting into it. When did you realize that you were pretty good at this game? Um, well, I was uh, one of those guys. It was I can't remember what age, but I was playing, still playing like house league, and and other people had started playing double A, triple A baseball and uh, baseball Alberta and stuff. And uh, I made like some some A team, like the selects out of the house league team. So uh, a coach had decided he wanted to give me a shot, and then I was like, kind of well. Somebody else thinks I'm good. I guess I might be. <laughs> it, and from there on, I kind of, you know, next year I tried out for double A, and then next year I tried out for triple A, and that was probably get coming into like just before junior high. Was pitching always the way you wanted to go, or were, did you have aspirations elsewhere? Um, I mean, I played outfield up until probably grade eleven, but and it was fun. Um, I think I had more fun pitching because I had more success at it, but uh, definitely, definitely enjoy pitching more. Doesn't hurt either. That, yeah, it doesn't hurt either that you have that that lankiness to that. Have you always thought about using that to your advantage, or were you a a late growth spurt guy? I've always been tall. It's kind of steady growth. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it felt easy. I think for me to fit into that pitcher. Uh, stereotype, I guess, and kind of use that for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you, for those who've never seen you pitch before, what do you lean on as some of maybe your your best pitches or or your tactics when you're on the hill? Um, I'm definitely a heavy slider guy. I, some people call it, I guess, like a slur or something. It's not totally um, uh, what you typically see for a slider, but it's a lot of movement and. I can get it up to like 84, so I, I really take a lot of pride in that pitch, and I think I can, if I need to beat someone, that's what I'm going to beat them with. Well, and obviously you've beaten a few hitters thus far. When you look back on on the last few years' worth of success you've had, you've been part of Baseball Canada's uh, junior program and all these different things leading up to uh, college ball here. What's been the key to success for you? Um. Well, I mean, like, I really do lean on the slider. It's one of those things where um, I'm a, you know, still again a big lanky guy that, that can have its own problems. The fastball command can be, you know, here or there, um, but somehow I've always been able to get the slider in uh, over the plate if I need to when I when nothing else is. And uh, I mean, yeah, just kind of trying to go after guys and and uh, you know, not overcomplicating it. Talk about the work ethic that's involved in need or being able to head up to the college ranks because it's not that easy to, you know, walk on and, and be a, a big contributing part of a, a college program like you have been. Yeah, I mean, high school was the thing about, um, you know, people talk about college transition. We, I was with the Prospects Academy. I, I was uh, trained a lot with Taylor Burns in high school, who's now AHP and. Um, I took IB in high school. Like I did all the things that um, I guess maybe I didn't necessarily know exactly at the time, but to make it a lot like college before going to college, you know, we we did weights all the time, and, and Taylor really pushed us, and um, we played 
in the fall and spring, like, uh, travel a lot. It, it was, it's a big commitment for sure, but it's nice if you can get ahead of it, I guess. When it comes to the success, even in the last couple of years uh, in college, what has it meant to you to be able to continue playing as well as you have at that level? I mean, it's the dream. I always wanted to play uh, Division One baseball, and then, and and not just that. I wanted to start, you know, and and I've been able to do that. It's pretty amazing. Is that a difficult transition to make, given that you are, you know, an Alberta kid, you're a Canadian kid, here in in going to the U.S., where there's a million kids to draft from, in a sense, for from a college standpoint, and yet here you are succeeding among uh, kind of big fish in the big pond. For sure, I think I think with Canadian kids, a lot of the time we're, you know, there's not quite as many of us, but we're definitely undervalued, and so you kind of have a bit of a chip on your shoulder. You want to, you know, go in there and prove yourself because everybody thinks that you're just some Canadian. You know, how good can you be? Um, but it also, I think, plays a little to your advantage because you kind of come out of nowhere. Um, you know, other people say oh he's from Canada whatever and and you come out and you show your stuff and and people are impressed because they're you're more than they expected and one of the things that I've heard too is after a while even though you might be the not necessarily the brunt of the joke down in the states but you're you're the Canadian kid that kind of disappears once you show what you can do on the field I think that yeah that's probably right to some extent I mean yeah you People get used to it. People realize that Canadians and Americans are basically the same, minus a few TV shows or movies or <laughs> types of food or something. What was that transition like for you on a personal level, heading from you know small town Alberta to you know heading down to a, a Div One school in the states? Well, definitely going from St. Albert, Alberta, to St. Louis, Missouri, is um, one of the more radical transitions I could have made. Um, you know, whether it's just the fact that you're in a city, but a different kind of city than, than Edmonton looks like, and the kind of different composition of, of people and and environment and everything. It's it's definitely a great, um, great way to get some perspective and learn a lot more. I mean, it's definitely interesting to learn more about a country that you hear so much about, <clears throat> sort of the things that maybe you didn't understand before you you start to understand because you meet the people and you see their circumstances and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, St. Louis is a, St. Louis university is a, not a huge school, but it's definitely, it was cool just getting, you know, high school is pretty small and you get to start meeting people from all over the place and playing with people from all over the place. We got guys on our team from, you know, Chicago and, New York and Florida and Texas and California and Bermuda. Um, it's it's definitely a lot of fun and a lot of interesting experiences. And speaking of guys that are going to be on your roster this coming year, you've got another Alberta kid coming up, uh, Torn Langley. Is that going to give you a little bit of a, a taste of home maybe? Have you talked to Torn at all about that? Yeah, I I actually um, I sort of live with Torn. I we live in the same apartment, but I spend a lot of time with my girlfriend. But um, we hang out sometimes. I, I played with him for a year in high school. I didn't know him that well at the time, but he, um, yeah, it's definitely fun. You get to chat about all the things that you say that people understand and stuff. But, you know, we're both from similar 
environments, I guess, baseball-wise, and and he's done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's cool. What does it mean to you to be ranked amongst one of the best Canadian prospects heading into 2019 when Canadian Baseball Network has its list and, and there's your name right amongst the, the best in, in Canada? I mean, it feels good, obviously. Uh, it's one of those things, I mean, that's where you try to get, um, I don't know, I I just try to, best I can, try to just focus on, you know, winning for the team. That's Last year I thought that was the most fun part is, you know, you get uh, whatever honors you get, but it, the best thing is, is just being in that, you know, in the sixth or seventh inning and getting out of a jam or something just so that you, your team can hold on and win. I think if, uh, if you can win games and you can win games with your team, then that's like, that's how... I want to get onto a list like that if I do get onto a list like that. When it comes to 2019 now and setting your, your sights forward, what do you hope to accomplish? Is is getting noticed at the MLB level sort of the next step in, in the grand process here? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely it's interesting. Um, you spend most of your baseball career hearing about, oh, senior sign, seniors, blah, blah, you want to get drafted junior year, all this stuff. Um as a senior, I feel like, you know, like the same thing. I Obviously, I want to catch an eye or something. Um, you know, I I think if I can just lead my team and win games, you know, I've never, I don't think I've gone late, deeper than the, like, than seven innings in my career. I want to, I want to go deeper than seven innings. I want to throw eight innings, uh, nine innings, whatever. I want to win more games. I want to be, you know, more consistent. Um, and if that means, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody's more interested, then, then that's how, you know, that's how I want it to go. If that doesn't, then, you know, that's kind of that, I think. And I wonder if that's a reason I ask that, I guess, is looking back on it, you know, your 30th round pick of the Mets back in 2015. And does that change your, did that change your perspective, I guess, on things as you head into your senior year in in college? I didn't, I was picked in high school. And and like I said, my dream was to play college baseball. Um, That's still my dream. I think it's it's important. And so it's like, I don't want to let worrying about, a draft, you know, get in the way of, of me enjoying the season and enjoying being with my team and winning. And I think those are the kinds of things that that good baseball players should do. And so that's what I'm going to do. And if people don't think I'm a good enough baseball player despite doing that, then, you know, uh, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. I don't know. No, that's uh, that's totally fair. One final question for you here is when you look back on things and you look ahead to things, what or who serves as inspiration for Jackson Wark? Well, of course, my father. He's always pushed me and, and inspired me, but um, had some great coaches along the way. I I can't, uh, you know, go without thanking Taylor Burns, and he's he was kind of, you know, came into my career by accident. He was injured, and he was here, and he had, you know, he coached us and then ended up training me and he still trains me um, when I come home and I I think he was a guy that 
was a pretty fierce competitor. Um, I've had a lot of support playing with like Soroka. I mean, he's a pretty amazing player, and and he's a pretty good example to if you want to be a, a minor league, major league baseball player who's from Canada. He's humble and he works really hard, and um, and he doesn't. He seems to have a lot of fun, and that's the biggest thing. I think baseball is the best when you have a lot of fun, and he looks like he does. Jackson, uh, looking forward to seeing how much fun you can have this year and hopefully having a, a successful year in St. Louis. And all the best and hope to catch up with you maybe during the summer. Thanks so much. That'll do it for this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. A big thanks again to Drew Boyer from Vimy Ridge Baseball Academy as well as Jackson Rourke for joining us. Like I said, we're just getting started with some of the great interviews we have lined up. The MLB season is fast approaching. The college season is upon us. The Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame announcement is coming next week. And we have a ton of fundraising banquets across this province over the next few weeks. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. You won't miss a minute of the podcast action. And while you're at it, do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and a review as it will help us with our overall visibility on each of those platforms. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. We'll chat again next week.